It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Jackson Gatlin here, host of the Monday edition Locked On NBA podcast. Every Monday, I cover the three biggest stories in the NBA with the local experts from Locked On. It's an awesome recap of the weekend of the NBA and a look at what's ahead. Mark your calendars on Monday to join me for Locked On NBA podcast, available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. The Boston Celtics are headed to the NBA Finals. So let's revisit the Al Horford trade from a year ago that sent Al Horford to Boston from OKC. A win-win trade for both sides, but let's not lose context of that trade over the next few days. Plus, an update on the Thunder NBA Draft workout tracker and key dates you should watch for this offseason. All of this on today's Lockdown Thunder podcast on the Lockdown Podcast Network. Your teams every day. You are Locked On Thunder, your daily Oklahoma City Thunder podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Let's get it going on the Locked On Thunder podcast, on the Locked On Podcast Network, your teams every day. I am your host, media member and editor-in-chief over at thunderousintentions.com, Ryland Styles. You can follow me on Twitter at Ryland underscore Styles. Follow the show on Twitter at LOThunderPod. Email the show, LOThunderPod at gmail.com. On today's show, brought to you by Bet Online. We're going to dive into the OKC Thunder pre-draft workout tracker revisit the Al Horford trade almost a year later and review some off-season key dates, plus our guess on what the Thunder are going to do with their team options regarding Isaiah Roby, Lou Dort, Mike Muscala, and more. But the Boston Celtics are heading to the NBA Finals, and that's the biggest story in the NBA today. We have our finals matchup set. It's the Boston Celtics against the Golden State Warriors, a matchup that we hope will produce Seven very fun games because we're not ready for the NBA season to be over just yet. Give me more basketball. As today's show is brought to you by BetOnline. BetOnline has you covered this year with more props, odds, and lines than ever before. BetOnline is where the game starts. You can go bet on the finals and who you think will win each game and who you think will win the series over there at BetOnline. But with the finals appearance for Boston, Al Horford finally makes the NBA Finals He had played the most playoff games without reaching the finals of anybody uh, in the history of the NBA. He is averaging 12 points, nine rebounds, three assists this postseason, plus a steal and 1.6 blocks per game in the playoffs while shooting 43% from three and 50% from the floor. And the NBA finals start on June 2nd on Thursday on ABC at 8 p.m. Central Time. I'm telling you this because we're going to get bored. It's been nonstop basketball since October with a game every day. And you're just kind of a whirlwind of of news and a whirlwind of basketball to watch. We have to wait till Thursday to watch more NBA basketball. We're going to get bored, but do not let the narrative change on what actually happened in OKC between Al Horford and the Thunder and what all went down. So here's the context for you from somebody who covers the team. And I'm doing this because I have already seen some 
Try to reshape the narrative. Try to say, wow, you know, look at how Horford's doing. We could have gotten this last year, but the but the evil thunder, they were just they were just tanking and took that away from us. That's not exactly how things went down. Let's review from the very beginning. Al Horford is trades OKC on draft night 2020 because he wasn't a fit in Philadelphia and he was viewed as an awful contract. This is what all Philadelphia gave up just to move on from Al Horford's deal. They gave up Al Horford. They gave up the draft rights to Tail Malbon, the draft rights to Mitchie, and a 2025 first-round pick. The Thunder gave up Danny Urain, just rerouted him from the, from the Schroeder trade. They gave up uh, Terrence Ferguson, who was a former first-round pick that didn't pan out, and uh, Vincent Poyer, who was also rerouted from a different trade. So they gave up one player that was actually on their team and had played minutes for them and had actually played in OKC. One player in all of this. Ferguson and Poyer went on to play a combined 23 games in Philadelphia. And Mitchich just never came over from OKC. We're going to talk about that at the end of the show. And then Al Horford arrives in OKC. He plays 28 games, averages 14 points, five assists, seven rebounds, a block and a steal per contest. He shot 36% from three, 45% from the floor. It's important to note, though, that he also welcomed a baby into the world in the middle of this season. A season in which it was a surprise to nobody, including Al Horford, including the 76ers, including the NBA world, that that year the Thunder were going to tank and start the rebuild and start to tear it all down and try to rebuild it back up. So it was clear the Thunder were in a tanking mode. And the biggest piece that I saw uh, pushback on yesterday was the Thunder shutting down Al Horford after the trade deadline. As if the Thunder did not try to trade Al Horford. That was a decision made by both sides because Al Horford had proven, hey, that was a Philadelphia problem in 2019-20. That was not an Al Horford problem, which I said that would be the case in the preseason last year on this very podcast. You can go back and listen to it. But he proved he, he had proven at that point that it was more so Philadelphia's mishandling, a misfit roster construction in Philadelphia that led to Al Horford being perceived as an unmovable contract and a regressive and a regression player and just not worth the billing from Philadelphia. It's also very important to note that the Thunder did try to trade him. They tried to trade him last season, but he was owed $27.5 million, which is nearly impossible to trade in the middle of any season, much less trade to a contender. So, It's not as though the Thunder just kept him shelved away and limited him and did not give him to a title contender and and let him flourish in the playoffs. There was no option out there to do that. They didn't rob Al Horford of a a playoff run. It was the first time Al Horford had ever missed the playoffs in in his entire career. And the Thunder traded him as soon as possible. The Thunder traded him before the finals even started. Over a month before the finals ended, they shipped him off. And had the Thunder allowed Al Horford to play every single game, all 72 of last season, they likely don't even make the play-in. And if they do make the play-in, they're not getting anywhere. They would be trading their tires, spinning their wheels, and being in the middle, which is where they didn't want to be. And everybody knew it. The only issue with Al Horford last year was it's, Nearly impossible to match money for a $27.5 million player in the midst of an NBA season. Think about who's getting paid that kind of money. This isn't baseball. You have to match salaries. You have to have the salary cap to make a move. 
there's not many players doing that. It's much easier to move it in the offseason whenever you have time to wiggle around with your cap room. So again, they traded out Horford as soon as they possibly could. And not only did they trade out Horford as soon as they could, it wasn't as though they just pushed him off to the side and got rid of him. They traded out Horford to the exact destination he wanted to go. He wanted desperately to be back in Boston. After the successful three-year run with the Celtics, before going to Philadelphia, he wanted to be back in Boston. That was where his heart was. That's where his family loved to be. That's where he saw his future in the NBA, and he thought this could happen, that they could be a title contender, and they were, and they've made the finals. And so OKC trades out Horford and Moses Brown and a 2023 second-round pick to Boston. Boston trades Kimba Walker, the 16th overall pick in the 2021 NBA draft, which ends up being Shingun, who they traded away for more draft capital, and a 2025 second-round pick. So the second-round picks kind of cancel out. There's some different years. And then the Thunder trade end up trading Al Horford and Moses Brown for Kimball Walker and the 16th overall pick. OKC then bought out Kimball Walker, and they still owe him $27.4 million to this day in dead money this offseason and this season. It's a win-win for both sides, and now Al Horford is in the finals. And again, OKC was never going to be successful as a team without Horford. Even though they were playing well at the time and they were trending toward the plane at the time, there was still a long ways to go in the season. And even if they make that plane, it's not as though they had a miraculous run in them to go and have a miraculous Al Horford playoff that we would all remember for years to come. But we will remember this Al Horford playoff for years to come, especially if you're a Celtics fan. And for somebody who's never missed the playoffs in his entire NBA career and won back-to-back titles in college, so again, deep tournament runs in college to go to the finals and go to the championship games and win them, Who's to say that that half a year off and the no postseason run for the first time ever in your career is not to, is not the reason why we're seeing this incredible output from him in the playoffs at age 35. So as we get bored leading up to the finals and as you cover every inch of this finals and every metric from Tuesday to Wednesday and then Thursday morning you're twirling thumping and you go, you know what? The Celtics got out Horford. From the Thunder, what were the Thunder thinking? He had this in him. There's much more context to all of this. The Celtics were in a position where Al Horford put them over the top to get them to a, to a finals. The Thunder were in a position where Al Horford could maybe get you to the plan. Where do you think Al Horford would rather be? Every move the Thunder made with Al Horford had Al Horford in mind and had communication with Al Horford. So whatever you do these next few weeks as the finals are going on and you're seeing Al Horford across your screen, and we're hoping in Oklahoma City at least that he's hoisting a Lombardi, uh, Lombardi, hosting a Larry O'Brien trophy at the end of it all. Remember, this was a win-win for each side, and everyone was on board with it. So congratulations to Al Horford for making the finals for the first time in his career. I'm rooting for him. I hope that we're all rooting for him to win the NBA Finals over Golden State this week and you know in the coming weeks up until the end of the finals. It'll be a lot of fun to watch. I'm hoping we get seven very close and fun games this finals to lead us right into the offseason and the draft. But I wanted to touch on Al Horford today as he reaches the conference final, which is the NBA finals after winning the conference finals in the Eastern Conference with Boston. Do not lose context of everything surrounding the Al Horford trade to Boston. And the place that I saw this was a silly TikToker, but TikTok is what shapes narratives for younger fans that might not have even paid attention to the Thunder last year. Why would they? They were losing a ton of games. But do not let this get so spun out of hand that 
that, you know, it, it gets out of control to where we lose all sight of what actually happened. From somebody who was there covering the team day in and day out, that's not what happened. This this was a total team effort, a united effort, and a win-win for both sides. So, Al Horford again, congratulations. Cannot wait to see what you do in the finals. Hopefully, Al Horford wins the finals. I am very much rooting for uh, Boston in this one. But I do want to say right now, but your friends over at Bet Online. Bet Online is the number one spot for you to bet on sports. Find the latest odds, news, sport developments, including this year's basketball playoffs, Major League Baseball scores, fights, and even next season's NFL future odds. You can go bet on who you think will hoist that Lombardi trophy right now at Bet Online. It's your continued source for all sports wagering information from live betting, playoffs, esports, and more. So go right now to the website or even use your mobile device and learn more about the trends and actions. Bet online is where the game starts. It's this easy, folks. You go up and you type in bet online in your URL. You get there to the sports book at bet online. And let's just go down to basketball. Let's see what, what's happening right now. Boston, three and a half point underdogs in Golden State for game one. The over under is 211 and a half. Celtics money line plus 135. Let's take the Celtics money line in this one. Let's get let's get a little risky here for the Celtics in game one. Check it out today. Bet online for all your sporting needs. The NBA playoffs are right around the corner, and Locked On NBA is here daily to keep you caught up with all the late season drama. Every Monday, Jackson Gatlin rounds up the three biggest stories around the league, helping to break down the NBA playoffs. Mark your calendars to listen to Locked On NBA every Monday to be up to date. Locked On NBA, available on YouTube and wherever you get podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. We are back on the Locked On Thunder Podcast. On the Locked On Podcast Network, your teams every day. Thank you for making Locked On Thunder your first listen every single morning. Every single day, we're here for you talking Thunder basketball. For your second listen, Go check out the Locked On NBA Big Board Podcast, hosted by Rafael Barlow from NBA Draft Junkies and author of the NBA Big Board Newsletter. He's joined by Richard Stamen, Sam Ferris, and Leif Fennell, giving fans an in-depth look at the NBA Draft with mock drafts, player rankings, and, of course, big boards. It's free and available wherever you get your podcasts from. And, of course, Rafael Barlow is one of, if not the most plugged in around the NBA Draft, so listen to his podcast for all of the latest Info from scouts, agents, players, teams, everything that he's hearing, he'll relate to you on the Locked On NBA Big Board podcast. Make sure you go check that out as we get closer and closer to draft coverage, which, of course, will consume everyone's life heading up for this next month. And for this next month, especially for the Thunder, who control four picks in the top 34. Now, let's talk about the NBA draft. We're going to start our player profile projections back up tomorrow. You can go on our YouTube page and find a playlist that has everyone that we've done so far. Uh, but tomorrow we'll do Jeremy Sohan from Baylor. Uh, we'll also do Ben Mather in this this week and also have our good friend Richard Steeman back on the podcast to interview him about the NBA draft as well. But I do want to touch on the NBA draft workout process. Now, I've got an article up right now over on Thunder's Intentions about the draft workout tracker for the Thunder for 2022. You can go look that up and then bookmark it because I'll be updating it every time that I hear a new name come out for the Thunder and who's kind of working out for them. So make sure you bookmark it and check back to it. But I want to give you the names that we have right now and to kind of explain the process to you. The Thunder do not release any of these names. Teams like the Hornets do, teams like the, the Pacers do, but the Thunder don't. And 
I don't begrudge them for that because if I was running an organization, I would not release who I was working out with either. However, just because the Thunder treat it like top secret does not mean it actually is top secret, right? Do, do not look too much into these names uh, or too much into anything. The Thunder will touch base with almost every player in the NBA draft. Remember those years where the Thunder weren't picking at the top, but they were interviewing top prospects like Trey Young. They're, you're just doing that to get a touch point and a gauge of a player in person and get familiar with him, his agency, everything about him. Even if you're not going to draft him right now, or even if you're not in the range to get him or whatever the case is. So they're going to touch base with almost every player in the draft. However, the Thunder do have four picks to where they're kind of in everybody's range, except for the tail end of the second round. So that's one thing. Never overreact to these lists. They mean almost nothing, right? And these lists aren't, it's not like these are the complete full list because we don't know the complete full list. We're only getting this information, at least I am, from scouts and agents and, and everybody else, right? We're not getting it from the actual horse's mouth. Uh, so it just comes down to if an agent wants to tell you if his, if his clients are working out for the Thunder or not, or if players post them on social media. So don't be alarmed by that. Another thing you're going to notice right now is that there's no big names. There's no Paolo, there's no Chet, there's no Jabari on this list yet. The big names don't even start the workout process prior to the combine. And they're going to eventually work their way down to OKC whenever they, whenever they get there. I know Chet was in Orlando a couple of days ago. It's eventually going to cycle around to where the Thunder will work out these big names if they haven't already. Just because they're not on the list right now does not mean it hasn't happened yet because, again, the Thunder do not, um, you know, do not release this list. So they could have already interviewed all those guys. We just don't know it yet. Uh, but as far as right now, we know they didn't do it pre-combine. Uh, last week was the first week they might have done it, although I don't think that they have yet. Uh, we'll see how it all goes uh, and whenever we start to hear these names come out for these bigger guys. Uh, so that's that's another thing to know. There's no bigger guys on this list yet, uh, and that kind of process doesn't even start till last week, and I think that we'll start hearing those names this week and next week, mainly for OKC. And again, just because you work somebody out does not mean that you're just Totally in love with them. Let's not forget that either. So don't read too much into this. The big names are going to come. If not, they've already came already, but they're going to come for the Thunder for sure. They're going to touch base with almost every single player from now to the June 23rd draft. But here's who we do know. Number one, Keon Ellis, a 6'6 guard forward from Alabama. He's ranked 37th on my big board out of Alabama, averaging 14 points per game and seven rebounds per game. He plays that guard role, 22 years old, all-SEC defender. I've heard that Keon Ellis is killing his draft workouts, doing amazing at these draft workouts, and maybe can play his way into the late first round. I've heard that Keon Ellis is doing a, a great job, and so uh, that's an interesting name to watch. Uh, another one is Jordan Goldwire, a guard from Oklahoma, who a lot of you are familiar with from being an Oklahoma fan. He transferred from uh, Duke to OU this past season. He's also 22 years old. He was an all-SEC defender during his time with the Blue Devils. He's a fifth-year senior for the Sooners, averaged uh, 10 points per game with OU, three rebounds, uh, 6'3 guard, sub-33 point shooter in college. Don't love that. I think he's an undrafted guy. Uh, Tyson Jolly from Iona. He's from Muskogee, Oklahoma, played his high school ball in PC West uh, and, and has a lot of interesting facts there. Did work out with OKC. I'd be shocked if Tyson Jolly is the pick at 34 or anything like that, but um, – I think he's more of an undrafted guy again, but it's good to touch base with these guys um, around this time, right? And so he also has the same agent as Tony Bradley, who was a former Thunder player, so that's cool, <laughs> you know, uh, in terms of connection there with his with his agency, uh, Tyson Jolly, who maybe swoop in and get as an undrafted guy. Uh, he spent uh, his college career with like three schools, Baylor, SMU, Iona as well. So we'll see what happens there. 
Uh, Davion Warren from Texas Tech was also a name that they inter- that they uh, worked out pre combine. These are all pre combine names um, for the Thunder. Uh, Lester from Memphis. Again, I- I'm not sure if he goes higher than the second round. Isaiah Wong, another guy who I've heard is doing good in the in the pre draft process, uh, but I-, I wouldn't be shocked to see him go back to school here on the June 1st uh, deadline to return to school. But if he stays in the draft, maybe a mid second round pick guy for me. Isaiah Wong would be. We'll see. Uh, Drew Timmy, a guy who a lot of you have feelings about. You either think that his game by no way translates to the NBA or for sure will be an NBA player. For me, I have my reservations about the 21-year-old. However, much like Keon Ellis, I've heard Drew Timmy is showing things in in the combine, and not the combine, at the combine as well, but showing things in these private workouts that he didn't get to show in college. A very versatile player, who's showing some ball handling skills, some, some better shooting than we saw in college. We'll see how versatile he can be in the NBA. That's kind of kind of going to define how he's an NBA player. I still have him right now as a second round pick. If that, he probably will go undrafted. Uh, but as a late, you know, 55th overall pick or whatever to somebody for, you know, like a Luca Garza type, Aaron Wiggins type role in that way. Sure. Uh, but Drew Timmy has been killing the workouts as well. So has Bryce McGowan's uh, for Nebraska, 16 points, five rebounds and assists per game. Uh, McGowan's is climbing up the board to where he's not only in the 34 range, he might be in the pick 30 range for OKC. Uh, we found that out at the combine and Kendall Brown at the combine, Kendall Brown from uh, found out from Daniel Bell, who was at the combine talking to Kendall Brown. So uh, I don't remember if this was an interview at the combine or if he's already had his workout, but he's going to have one of course for OKC. Kendall Brown is a nice forward from Baylor. This is the first first round grade I have uh, that has worked out with OKC. Kendall Brown, I have a first round grade on him, uh, but you know, of course that can go anywhere from picks he can go anywhere from picks like 20 to pick 35, even though he's a first-round grade for me personally. That's not to say the NBA is a first-round grade on him. So I like Kendall Brown a lot, but he has been with OKC, according to our good friend Daniel Bell of Black Sports Online and 107.7 The Franchise. The first lottery pick, you know, first lottery buzz guy that the Thunder have worked out is, uh, is uh, Malachi Branham from Ohio State. The guard has some high lottery buzz. Maybe he's an option at pick 12. Uh, he's an all Big Ten member, all freshman squad member. He was the Big Ten Conference Rookie of the Year. 13 points, three rebounds, two assists, nearly a steal per game. Uh, that was awesome with his 41% shooting from deep. I like Branham. We'll see where his range ends up being come draft night. And then another player who you've probably heard of, Patrick Baldwin Jr., who last November was in my top 10 of the draft after the combine and his poor vertical measurements. The 6'9 forward is concerning and could be a value play at 30 or 34. Uh, I think that he's going to stay in because as Mavs draft said last week, and as he confirmed, uh, he's going to stay in as Mavs draft said last week, though, can't get much worse for Patrick Baldwin Jr. So you might as well stay in and just start your NBA career and see if you can develop at the NBA level, NBA G league level for whoever you go to. So that is the list we have right now. More names are going to start coming fast and furious from social media and from uh, just reports. I have, one more name that I cannot share, but the Thunder, according to my account, have worked out 13 guys. Again, they've worked out more than that, but it's just these are who we know. There's only one name I cannot share that, that they have worked out that, uh, again, I've been given permission to share it. But uh, other than that, I've told you everything that I know and can tell you. So we'll see what happens with the Thunder in the draft process and when these names start to be revealed. Again, you can check out player social media. Oftentimes, that's the big leak is if they just post it on Twitter and Thunder Gear or in OKC, it's like, huh, what's this lottery guy doing in OKC randomly on a on a June Thursday? Oh, he's probably working out for the Thunder. 
you know, and, and oftentimes they'll post in the locker room and stuff like that. So that's another way to keep up with this list. Uh, again, if you just follow and bookmark my article on thundersintentions.com, you can be up to date constantly on what's happening. But we're going to talk about off-season dates and player options and what the Thunder should do with these options all coming up. The NBA playoffs are right around the corner and Locked On NBA is here daily to keep you caught up with all the late season drama. Every Monday, Jackson Gatlin rounds up the three biggest stories around the league, helping to break down the NBA playoffs. Mark your calendars to listen to Locked On NBA every Monday to be up to date. Locked On NBA, available on YouTube and wherever you get podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. We are back on the Locked On Thunder Podcast, on the Locked On Podcast Network, your teams every day. I am your host, Ryland Styles. You can follow me on Twitter at Ryland underscore Styles. Follow the show on Twitter at Pod. Email the show, Pod at gmail.com. Thank you for making us your first listen every single morning, every single day. We're here for you talking Thunder basketball. For your second listen, go check out the Lockdown NBA podcast for the national perspective on the NBA from jump ball to playing tournament through the NBA finals in the offseason. Follow the NBA Lockdown NBA show for the national perspective and uh, make sure you check us out. Very, very good hosts over there, Lockdown NBA. I do want to end the show talking about some key dates to watch for. So obviously the first date is June 23rd. That's the NBA draft. That's where a lot of this will be decided uh, with Thunder controlling four picks as of right now. They could trade those picks. They could consolidate those picks. But from everything that I've heard, it seems like the Thunder are very comfortable taking four players in this draft if they view that they match the quality of slot they're picking at, right? So if they view that that four guys uh, are worthy of picks 2, 12, 30, 34, if if there's value there, they're going to take them and have no hesitation doing so. It's not as though they're in desperation mode to get rid of these picks. If they feel good about these players on the board, they're going to take these players on the board. So uh, they're not going to be hamstrung by any sort of lingering roster decisions. But again, how likely is it to take four guys? If I was a betting man, I'd still bet against it, but it's not as though the Thunder are scared to do so. Make sure you're aware of that. Uh, June 29th is the big date. Circle it on your calendar. Put it in your Google calendar on your eBooks or iPhones or anything else. Uh, June, June 29th, Mike Muscala's $3.5 million team option is uh, has to be decided on, as does Isaiah Roby's $1.9 million team option. Both those need to be decided on on June 29th. Uh, Lou Dort also has a $1.9 million club option for the team to decide on. We're going to talk about that in a second. Sal Maldon has a non-guaranteed deal, which becomes fully guaranteed June 29th. So from now until that day, OKC can waive him without paying him the full 1.9 mil. However, on that date, if they did waive him, they'd be owing him the full $1.9 million. Uh, Lou Dort's $1.9 million club option is very interesting. Uh, Keith Smith over on the front office show, amazing front office insider, amazing follow on Twitter, also writes for Track, who I use for all these numbers and I use for all these uh, cap infos that I tell you on this show. So go check out Keith Smith's work. Uh, he said that you know one interesting option that the Thunder have and one that he thinks could be likely is declining Lou Dort's team option. That hits the ear funny, right? And it's going to hit you funny whenever you see it on Twitter if it happens. But declining his option makes him a restricted free agent this offseason, which means the Thunder have the first right of refusal. The Thunder can match any contract he gets while also working with him to make a long-term extension happen. If the Thunder pick up his team option, then following this season, if there's no deal done, 
he enters unrestricted free agency, which at that point, you're just hoping he comes back to you with a deal. He doesn't have to. He can sign the dotted line immediately and walk for nothing. So making him a restricted free agent does hold value in, in declining that team option. Uh, Keith Smith also said Keith Smith Keith Smith also said that a interesting part of this would be you could easily see like Woj's tweet the Thunder have declined Lou Dort's team option and then like 15 minutes later say the Thunder have re-signed Lou Dort to an X amount deal worth X amount of money and X amount of years right it, it can happen very very quickly it's just a formality type of thing it's just kind of a not a loophole but it's just kind of a, a way to structure it uh, to where it's easier for you guys to work on a deal a, a way that I th- from my point of view, why I think this would be a good idea is it's a win-win for both sides in the sense of Ludort technically hits the open market. You can go see what he's worth from other teams and even sign a deal with another team. You can see a tweet from Woj saying Ludort signed an X amount of deal with the Portland Trailblazers, but that doesn't mean anything if he's a restricted restricted free agent. The Thunder can then match that contract and pull him right back to OKC. So if you decline the option, he becomes a restricted free agent. He gets to go test his value and make sure he's getting what what is a fair market offer from OKC. The Thunder get to go see what are teams, how are teams viewing Lou Dort at this stage in his career, and then get to work out a long-term extension with him without the fear that he can walk for nothing, right? So there's a lot of different things at play here for OKC and for Lou Dort if they decline his player option. That's another thing you can watch for, and you might be surprised by if it happens. On July 1st, free agency opens. Of course, that means SGA's max contract officially kicks in on the books. Kemba Walker's also on the books for $27 million. And Kyle Singler is also owed a million dollars in dead money. This is the last year that Kyle Singler and Kemba Walker, last year for both of them being on the books in dead money. OKC will participate in two summer leagues this year. Do not forget that. Two summer leagues. So that will run from uh, the 5th through the 11th. The first being in Utah from the 5th to the 7th. The second being the traditional Vegas scene, 7th through the 11th. Remember, Derek Favors has already picked up his player option, although it's worth $10 million, although it will not be official until the 29th. Also note, Vid Critchie and Kenny Hustle both have non-guaranteed deals, but they don't have off-season trigger dates as far as we know. So no off-season dates yet for whenever that becomes guaranteed. Same right now with Aaron Wiggins, though I'm trying to find out when Wiggins' date is to become guaranteed in his contract. I uh, want to end the show with something very quick. Mitchie wants to come over apparently drink i know it's a bad drinking game we've heard this for seven thousand years now uh, but he seems more serious now about coming over however this is a big nothing burger in okc i could sit here and get fake excited and act like it's a huge deal and try to get you to to click and, and interact with me and, and like my tweets and everything like that it's not a big deal folks this is nothing it means nothing you should not spend one second thinking about it it's nothing he's a great player but he's 28 years old and does not want to play for okc simply put Despite being a great player, despite winning back-to-back MVPs in the early league, despite winning back-to-back titles in the early league, I believe, his talent aside, he controls things. He controls all the leverage. The Thunder have no ground to stand on. He's not going to come over and play for a tanking team. He's only going to come over if he plays for a team he wants to go to. Therefore, he's a nothing burger in terms of an asset. As an asset for the Thunder, he's one splendid packet. Now, if you go make your coffee tomorrow and you have one less Splenda packet in your coffee, does that suck? Sure. You'd rather have your standard one, two, three, four, however many you put in there. Let's say you put in four Splenda packets every morning in your coffee, the four yellow Splendas, non-calorie, non-sugar stuff. Let's say you put four in there every single morning. If tomorrow I'll make you coffee that has three, still going to taste good, but that fourth would have really put over the top, right? Same thing in this trade. 
when you're thinking about trading Mitchie's draft rights, which he wants it to happen so he can come to the NBA, when you think about him as a trade asset, the deal was going to get done, but this is a nice little, how do you do a nice little here? Here's another splendid packet in your coffee, right? It can take a trade from 99%. We're going to do it to, okay, fine. Let's just do it right now, right? No more haggling. Let's just do it. That's the one percenter that kicks this, this over the top. It's not going to be the basis of a trade that gets you anything worthwhile. It's just going to be an additional uh, splendid packet. That's it. We can try to make it more than it is. We can try to start uh, making up these fake trade machine scenarios and get interaction, things like that. I'm here to tell you the truth. The truth is, doesn't matter. Doesn't matter at all. Is it nice to have the fourth splendid packet in your coffee? Absolutely it is. It absolutely is nice. But it's not required. And Mitch, he will not be required to make a trade done. He just makes the trade nicer. Same thing which we've already seen. We just reviewed the Al Horford trade. Do you think that the big holdup in the Al Horford trade would have been if they didn't give Mitchie's draft rights? Let's say that let's say that the, the, the Sixers at the time said, we're only going to give you Horford, Malvon, and a 2025 first-round pick. That's it. Is Sam Presti going to say no and tear the deal up? Of course not. But it's a nice little Splenda packet. That's all it is. Don't be fooled by you know just the hypotheticals right now. Whenever this trade normally gets done, it's for less than what you think it might be for. Don't be shocked. This is what it, this is what the deal is here. I'd be stunned if it's anything more than one splendid packet to put it in terms that can be easily understood. Great player, Mitchie is. Great player. I think he'd come over and make an immediate Im- impact in the NBA. But since he's made it known he will not come over for the Thunder, and the Thunder have no leverage here, because he's comfortable playing overseas, it's not as though the Thunder controls NBA future and he just desperately wants to be here. No, he's fine winning MVPs and titles. If you trade me to be a team, I'll go make the jump and risk it. Sure. You trade me to a team that wants to win, but if you don't, I'll just continue racking up my accolades over here. He controls things, not OKC. Just a splendid packet, folks. Tomorrow, we're going to start our player profile projections again with Jeremy Sohan. We'll have an interview with Richard Stamen later this week. Also going to have a mock draft, the roundup, seeing what everyone thinks that the picks will be for OKC, a mailbag. And remember also this week, being Mathren's player profile projection is coming as well. So subscribe, subscribe, subscribe to YouTube for free. Subscribe to every podcasting platform for free. So you never miss an episode. This has been Locked on Thunder until tomorrow. Be good and be good to one another. Hey, Prime members, you can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.